Boy, oh boy, do I have a story for you. Once upon a time, there was a young man that had it all. A beautiful family, a beautiful home, a giant group of friends for adventures. His life and his heart were full. And because this young man was blessed with talent, at least some, worked hard and got really, really lucky, he also had what was in his mind the best job ever, hosting this radio show in one of the best cities in the world. The show was shockingly unique and even more shockingly popular. But the best part was the brilliant and passionate people who also worked there. Walked the halls and there were 25 people he could stop and have a fun conversation with. He'd often refer to himself as the luckiest person on the planet, and he was, that is, until he wasn't. First, his mental health started to fail. Then his dream job evaporated, and all the people he loved there too. And his mental health got worse, but it would still be a long time before he'd have the courage to ask for help. His family lost their beautiful house, which created overwhelming guilt. And his mental health got worse still. He was severely bipolar, but undiagnosed and unaware. So he suffered in silence, unable to make sense of much of anything. Then things took another downward turn. He had the first of five major spine surgeries. He was in severe chronic pain and trapped in a spiral of despair that would last for many years. I suppose that's why the pain pills felt like a hug from God. And that's when his addiction started. Then came the worst part of all. He lost his wife and three kids to divorce. He loved his wife, but those kids were his everything. So now he'd literally lost everything. He'd put on a brave face, but he wanted to die. And almost did, multiple times. It's a miracle he's still alive. But that wasn't the last miracle. He started to get the proper mental health care and overcame his addiction. He was able to have his kids again on their school breaks. And even though his health had deteriorated to the point of legal disability, he couldn't work anymore. But he did find one thing he could do to give his life purpose again. He started creating a brand new tiny little show all by himself that no one could take away. At first it was so bad he didn't even tell anyone about it. But slow and steady the show started to blossom. And that journey started two years ago today. And to almost quote Senator Kamala Harris, that little boy is me. Happy two-year anniversary. And if someone would have told me two years ago we'd be doing this well, and I'm an optimist, I wouldn't have believed them. Making you smile and making you think. But underneath that, we're in the midst of the comeback story of a lifetime. And I can't imagine a more gratifying pursuit. What up, Fish B? How are you, my extra-dimensional musical genius we did?
did it! Our second anniversary show. Last night's show 400, tonight the second anniversary. It is good to be us, my extra-dimensional buddy. On the show tonight, the most popular sex fetishes by state. That should be fun. Sean Hannity versus John Bolton. And why Trump lawyer Alan Dershowitz has fucking lost it. Thank you for the hot lead, Fish B. Let us begin this show the only way we know how, with question one. It's dollar beer night in Spokangelis and your second anniversary. What time are you going out to celebrate? Now that's a fair question because... There was a time not that long ago, like last year, nobody liked going out more than me. But now that it's 2020, that was that was the old Bob. Now it is it it is during the week. We've got shows, and I could not be more focused. I don't drink during the week. After the show, you know what I do? I uh, because usually after the show, I'm just stone cold exhausted. So to try to train my body to combat that. I go get on the old exercise bike, and then I have a shower, and then I have some dinner, and then I'll lie down. And anyway, but long story short, uh, no, I am uh, I am not going out to celebrate. What's next, Fish B? Say your dream comes true, and Senator Amy Klobuchar gets the Democratic nomination. Would she need to pick a male vice president running mate? I don't know if she would need to. I mean, could you imagine a Klobuchar and Kamala Harris ticket? I mean, I can imagine it. But if she does get the nomination, and I think this would make a compelling ticket, I'm pretty sure she would pick Senator Cory Booker. So... Klobuchar Booker, 2020. Get the sticker and the shirts now. Fire it up. Come on, Iowa. Klobuchar it is. She's the Goldilocks candidate. What's next, Fishby? What's the most popular sex fetish in Washington State? Yes, my current home, Washington State, the most popular sex fetish. Well, according to a new survey by Google, I believe, most popular sex fetish here is BDSM, bondage and sadomasochism. So, yay us. Hooray. Uh, BDSM, by the way, also number one in Colorado, D.C., Maryland, Hawaii, and shockingly, South Dakota. Why South Dakota? I don't know. If you're listening in New York, what's the number one fetish? Leather. If you're in California, what's the number one fetish? Do you know? You want to guess? Wax play. Just, just not on the moneymaker, California. Just not on the moneymaker. Wax play, number one in California. One of the weirdest ones, Oregon used underpants. The number one fetish in Oregon, used underpants. And just because in my mind, I, I hear you wondering about Virginia, balloons. And, and I, I've been around a lot of people with a lot of fetishes, and I don't even know what that means, Virginia. What are you doing with these balloons? I'm very confused. 
But my favorite of all, Alaska. Alaska. You want to guess what the number one sex fetish in Alaska was? And I'm not making this up. This is not a joke. This is all from the same survey. The number one sex fetish in Alaska. What do you think it is? What do you think it is? Fisting. Yes, that's right, my friends. The number one sex fetish in Alaska is fisting. And suddenly, like never before, I get Sarah Palin. What's next, Fish Me? Yo, it's me, Fish Me. What up, Fish Me? And that little fishbowl was me. Ha ha ha, very cute. Can I at least go out to celebrate our second year anniversary? Our two-year anniversary, excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Are you going to uh, Dollar Beer Night, or are you going to go to the Exotic Cabaret? Both. I like your style, Fishbee. I like your style. What's next, buddy? What's wrong with Trump lawyer Alan Dershowitz's impeachment defense? Well, firstly, he and Trump, what do they have in common? They're both pals, or were, of the elated, not-so-great, in fact, downright despicable Jeffrey Epstein. That's, that's their connection. The connection. That's, that's the friend they have in common, is Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, yesterday, Alan Dershowitz, he seriously argued that impeachment requires an actual violation of the law, which is, which is a standard that, that no one, that is a legal argument of one, that impeachment has to involve an actual, like say the president, I don't know, decides just to go to Canada, like for a year. Like, could he be impeached at that point? You'd think he should be. Or say he started... You know, say he decided that he was God and started a cult on the White House lawn. Technically not a crime, and you're saying you can't impeach him for that? Can't impeach him for that. But if he was smoking a joint outside the White House and got it, then he could be impeached because then he actually broke a federal law. That's, that's a ridiculous thing. And then today... He seriously argued that a quid pro quo for campaign dirt on your rival is totally legit. No problem with holding direly needed military aid to an ally that's at war with Russia until that ally announces a bogus investigation into Joe Biden. No problem at all with that. Totally fine because it's not a federal crime. Alan Dershowitz who's pissed off he no longer gets invited to Martha's Vineyard Clam Bakes, will never be in a Martha's Vineyard Clam Bake ever again. What are you doing? Like, how is he ever even accepted as, like, a serious lawyer of law and an expert on the Constitution ever again? This is ridiculous. What's next, Fish B? If John Bolton can't testify before the Senate impeachment trial due to executive privilege, can his mustache still legally appear? What's next, Fishby? 
John Bolton versus Sean Hannity. Who you got? You know, no one's asked a Sean Hannity question in a while, which gives me the chance to point out something that I haven't in a while. Sean Hannity is a penis dressed in a manatee suit, dressed in a Sean Hannity suit, dressed in an actual suit. <clears throat> and now that I've uh, now that now that I've progressed past that, yeah, Sean Hannity, like everyone over at Fox News, they're very very upset. They don't understand what's happened to their former colleague John Bolton. And so Hannity has invited, I can't imagine John Bolton shows up, but he's invited John Bolton to come on his show so the two can verbally spar to the metaphorical death. And in that one, I mean, Sean Hannity knows how to put together a show. He's like Diet Alex Jones and an unapologetic Trump sycophant and defender. Just unapologetic. And he even admits that except for the sycophant part. He's no intellectual. John Bolton, whether you agree or disagree with his policy analysis and, and his stances on places around the world he wants to go to work, like John Bolton is like a legit American thinker. He's a legit intellectual. And you, even if you don't agree with him, like he's a smart guy, like he's a sharp guy. You cannot say the same thing about Sean Hannity, or at least I can't with a straight face. So in this celebrity death match, I'll be taking... John Bolton, what's next? Other than seated urination, what does it take to be a thoughtful gentleman? You know, there, there is more. There is more. And again, again, if uh, in case you forgot, when it comes to seated urination, now, now, gentlemen, not in public, not in a public restroom, that would be gross. But in the privacy of your own home, a thoughtful gentleman sits down to urinate. Because if you don't, you inevitably create a cacophony of man jazz around the toilet. And who wants to clean that? Not this cleaner. A thoughtful gentleman, privacy own home, sits down to urinate. It's 2020. Be woke. <laughs> Be woke. As for, as for the remaining tenets of being a thoughtful gentleman, that is an excellent, excellent tease for tomorrow. We will, we will get to that tomorrow in earnest because it, it will take a moment to go through what I believe it takes to be a thoughtful gentleman. So that's for manana. What's next, Fish B? Today was day 15 of 30. Have you booked YouTube yoga with Adrian for the show yet? Now, th this YouTube yoga with Adrian, first and foremost, uh, if you're still doing with this with me, and, and I post it to my Twitter every day, but congratulations to you, because on day one, there's over 5 million views. And then by day seven, it's down to three million views. And then it was down to 1.8, and now it's 1.6. We'll see what it is when we finally get to day 30, but we're doing it. So that said, 
This, this YouTube yoga with Adrian, I mean, not only has she built an online yoga empire, you know, she's an actress. Like if you go to like her IMBD page, uh, Adrian Milsner or something thereabouts, um, Adrian with one N. But if uh, she also does does voice work like for cartoons, like she, she does a lot of things like she's pretty big time. Uh I have not reached out to her people yet in regards to her coming on the show because if she doesn't come on, once we get to day 30, I have no idea what to do on day 31 if YouTube Yoga with Adrian doesn't tell me. And so I would like her to come on. But yesterday I wasn't feeling so hot and I didn't want the chance of dealing with any rejection. And today, on our second anniversary, I also don't feel like dealing with any rejection. So tomorrow we will make the formal ask and we will beg, we will plead, please, YouTube Yoga with Adrian, please come on in the fishbowl. We'd appreciate it. We promise you'll have a good time. And oh, there's Isaiah's music, which means we've reached the final question of the fishbowl. As always, last question comes from Isaiah, the tiny player, our nine-year-old executive producer. Tonight, Isaiah writes... The number one podcast on Apple is The Verdict with Ted Cruz. Who's Ted Cruz and when will we be number one? Um, uh, you, you, know, so, you, you know how uh, SpongeBob, he believes in his imagination he can hold a rainbow. Well, in our imagination, we're, we're number one. We're, we're number one in so many people's hearts. Let's not worry about getting to number one on the Apple podcast list quite yet. Uh, but who is Ted Cruz? He's a senator from the state of Texas. Uh, he was born in Canada. Uh, president, he ran for president. And well, he did. Uh, his then presidential hopeful rival, President Trump, said all kinds of horrible things about him, his wife, his dad somehow being in on the JFK plot, all kinds of horrible, horrible things. But then Ted Cruz grew a beard. He kind of looks like Wolfman Jack now. Now, and uh, and now he loves President Trump. Now and now he fucking loves him, and uh, and now he has a podcast apparently. And uh, I've just learned via you that that podcast is number one on Apple. Congratulations, Wolfman! You've uh, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. And now, my friends, it is time for the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego. And the finale. Kick it, Fishby. Oprah turned 66 today, and that means this show and Oprah have the same birthday. It's fate. Fairhaven, Vermont's next honorary mayor will either be Lincoln the Goat or Sammy the Dog. And I'm betting on the goat. The Chick-fil-A Popeye Sandwich Wars is creating a filet shortage. And luckily, no one cared about the KFC Cheeto sandwich. That was a thing. Rihanna is now allegedly dating ASAP Rocky, and if they get married, the honeymoon to Sweden, already canceled. The SAG Awards, the, uh, not the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild, excuse me, has issued new guidelines for sex scenes, making them less pervy for the mostly females, unless you're on HBO's Euphoria with Zendaya, where cocks rock, 
And that just makes sense. It's 2020, yeah, Screen Actors Guild, good for you. Tesla posted their first annual profit and Facebook crossed the 2.5 billion user mark. And one of those companies is downright creepy. I'm not saying who, but it's Facebook. And lastly, only 279 days until the presidential election, but Iowa caucuses on Monday, and we say on behalf of the world, go, Amy, go. Go, Amy, go. Come on, Iowa, don't let me down. Get Klobuchar to third, you can do it. She's the Goldilocks candidate. Woo! All right, quite a, quite a second anniversary show there. Catch my breath. Fish B and I are both easy to find on social media at Bob Van Dyne or at Bob's Fishbowl. Learn more about the show at bobsfishbowl.com. Thank you in advance for subscribing wherever you're listening because I'm told those numbers matter. Tomorrow, please come back and smile and think with us again. We promise the proper tenets of being a thoughtful gentleman. And that's just the tip of the Fishberg. <laughs> Say adios, Fish B.